why don't you guys turn to, let's go turn to what we looked at last week. Because I want to finish that off from last week. So that we're not in John. <laughs> so put John down and go to go to your, pick up your Bible. Yeah. What, okay. What book? Second Corinthians. Very good. Second Corinthians. Oh, Second Corinthians. Yeah. For those of you who weren't here last week, we'll catch you up real quick. Because this is just right along with what you guys are talking about right now. It's Newport Beach. Yeah. What <laughs> um, So Second Corinthians. Um, chapter 3. And I, in fact, I want to start at verse 12, which made me think, really, as you guys were sharing, and then as Tom just shared about what he did with, with that group. Um, it reminds me of verse 12. Verse and 12. just And then just hearing all you guys talk, because I think it's sort of what we're doing right here. So, everyone there, 2 Corinthians 3, 12. Yep. Okay. 3.12. Yeah, 312. Hold on. Everyone there? Yep. Okay. So it starts with sense in my Bible. <laughs> all right. So listen to what it says. It says, since we have such a hope. That's what all of you guys are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we have that hope in Christ, while we are here, what, do we, what does it say? What do we do with that? We are what? We act in great boldness. Yeah. My tongue. <laughs> there you go, huh? Like Tom did. Yes, exactly. I mean, all of you guys have shared in different ways about how you've done that. Ken was sharing stories last year about how you, a lot of you have experienced, you've you've talked about the Dale. I mean, over and over again about just taking and saying, goes back to what Pete was just saying to you, Eric. It's like, what do we do? We have that hope. What do we do with it? We're very bold mm -hmm. with it. How are we going to take that hope we have in Christ to be very bold? And listen to what, how it contrasts. It says, not like Moses, who, put a veil over who would put face. a veil over his face so the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened. All right. So last week we talked about how, why did he have to put a veil over his face? Because all the people, their hearts were hardened. Okay. And so they could not see the glory of God. And if you can't see the glory of God, you won't be changed, mm -hmm. is what we talked about last week. Because if you look at the people in the Bible who were changed, Isaiah, Abraham, Moses, Paul, probably the epitome, that change that they went through was because they saw the glory of God. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And it says, for to this day, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a and this is still to this day, by the way, okay, still to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. And we saw last week about how it also then says as we go down here that that veil continues to lie over the hearts of those who today, who what? Who believe. Who do not believe. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, if you're going up to the end, the only way that veil is going to be removed is when they turn to the Lord. And as you brought up several times, the only way they're going to turn to the Lord is if someone speaks to them 
What was it? Read, tell me Romans 9. What? Romans 10. 9. Romans 10. 9. What does it say? If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your lips that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right. How are you going to know that he rose from the dead if you don't tell someone? How are they going to know? I mean, that's where that boldness comes in. When we speak Christ and we share him to the world, without us doing that, it doesn't happen by osmosis where all of a sudden the Bible just comes in someone's face like this, right? I mean, we're the ones that are supposed to be doing that. We're shining and the light. We're shining, exactly. Jesus the, used the word, and it's up to us to use the words. Use our words. Right. And you just, I mean, what Tom just said, right? We have the light that's coming to us. Yeah. And what do we do with that light? Go out. We shine it to others. We shine yeah. light. And, and the, what we read in the introduction mm -hmm. was they, they comprehended it not. Yeah. The darkness did not comprehend the light. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shine it anyway. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so last week what we did was I had, I actually, for those of you who weren't here, I had everybody put this thing over their face, right? To get the idea of what's it like to be veiled, both where you can't see and others cannot see you. And then I just simply read this, but when one turns to the Lord, what happens? The veil comes off. Mm -hmm. So as I hear all of you talk today, as we were all talking, you were all sharing because you heard the word of God. You were reading John, right? Going mm -hmm. to the Gospel of John. All of you know the Lord. <laughs> you have all had that veil removed. Right. All right. And you're expressing, you know, what, what happens. So listen to what happens when the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is... Freedom. freedom. That word freedom actually goes back to verse 12. What do we now have freedom to do? Not just go with do whatever we want to. But we now have freedom to be bold. Act in boldness. <laughs> Act in boldness and speak the word of God in boldness. Yeah. Speak Christ to others. I mean, that's what's... <laughs> that's who we are now. Um... And then it says, and this is the part we were looking at last week. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And this next passage, many would say, is maybe the crux of the Christian life. Mm -hmm. So this is, this. if you were to try to put in one sentence, who, now that we have the veil removed, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> It's like literally the Christian life is captured in one sentence by Paul here. The essence of it. Which is, and we all, and notice how Paul shifts now. He says, we all, not just some of us, but all of us who've had that veil removed. He's from southern Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> we all, we all, we all, we all, with unveiled face. I mean, that is so amazing to think that all of us have that veil removed off of us. And then what do we do? We behold the glory of the Lord. And as we see, behold that glory, as we see that light, 
we are what? Being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This is the essence of what, what our life is. Is that as we see God, <laughs> we are transformed by God, and we become more like God. Who is? Who? Jesus. All right? And you're going to see Jesus talks about, we're going to see this theme start really, that's the reason I'm going through it now in part. We're going to start to see this theme of glory come out a whole lot more as we, as we continue down through John. So, we now, with unveiled face, we get to see that glory. And I think what you guys are doing is you're experiencing that glory of God and you're expressing that and feeling that. And I mean, I can't say, David, for your experience necessarily <coughs> what, how, where that's coming from, whatever. But I think very much that's a spirit of God down inside of us giving us what we haven't had before. <laughs> um no, Greg, can I read uh, yeah. that uh -huh. verse 18, another translation? Just yes, quickly? yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, tell me what translation. This is uh, the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Okay. We are all with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, yep. and are being transformed into the same image, from <clears throat> glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I like the, the mirror. That's I right. That somehow is a good yeah. visual for me. So do you, good. So you notice, do you notice, in in fact, that translation is probably the most correct as far as the the word that's being used in Greek. So do you guys notice something a little different here? So how do we see that glory of God today? Do we, we see it directly? We what? The way we live our lives. The way we live our lives. But how do we excel ourselves, experience that glory and that light of the Lord? Based on what the passage is saying. I want you to think about this for a, a second. Reflection. It's it's a reflection. It's a reflection of the glory. So why so I want you to think about that for a minute. Yeah. Why is it a reflection? So who is that? Who's that glory we're seeing? Just so you, so you, I'll, I'll, we're going to see this in a second. That glory is Christ ultimately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, Jesus will tell us in John 17, we get that glory. But why? We have our faces unveiled now. The glory is not coming from inside of us. Okay. It's coming through us. Right. But how do we see that? How do we, how is it telling us that we see that glory so we are transformed? So what's saying is saying, you see the glory and that transforms you. This is what this passage is saying. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be transformed in your life, you need to be experiencing. This is a constant ongoing process. Yeah. Not just when we become a Christian. So when we, when that glory, to see that glory, we become transformed but notice how we see the glory. We see it as if through a mirror. a mirror, which means we do not see it directly. Do you guys hear that? Yeah. So, because we're still we were, separated from God, right? But basically, I mean, I'm curious. Yeah. Because I think that I'm curious to understand. Yes. Um, so you said from the unveiled to. To unveiled or failed to unveil. Right. Now, 
I think there's a step in between because now there's an ownership of that glory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because now okay. we are children of God. Now. Yes. Yeah. Just like Co- co-heirs. Right. Exactly. And then um, in Romans it says that um, not only we share in His blessing, but we also may share in His glory. Uh huh. During, in that as a reflection. Yes. Thing. Because get good. There's a position that we take. It's not just. Oh, now we have glory. There's, you know what I mean? We're, yes. child, we're now an heir, a child of God. Then yes. there's this reflection happening. And then I think in Chronicles it says something about you get um, ascribed to the Lord of glory due to his name. Because now that you co heir with Christ. Right. So, so I, I, I just felt like there was a, a position that we now stand oh. in and share in that glory. So we do, and my question is, how? Because let's just throw this out here: if you want to, if your life is going to be transformed by Christ, you have to experience His glory, see His glory. But we don't see that glory directly. Why? Where? Who is the glory we're seeing? Of we see the glory of the Lord in us. Well, hold on. It it it. For it to be I in you, you have to have it come into you. you have to be okay, to think of that for me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. For you to be able to have the glory in you, it's like Moses, right? Moses goes up to the top of the mountain. He removes the veil. The glory of the Lord comes unto Moses. Moses goes down. And he has to put a veil over his face because the other people cannot see it. Yeah, they can't accept it. So for us to be experiencing expressing that glory to others, we have to ourselves experience that glory. It's telling us that we are experiencing that glory as if through a mirror. Why? Because none of us can see Jesus right now directly. Right. Do you guys know that? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you do. None of us can see the glory of Jesus. Where is Jesus right now? Seated at the right hand of the Father. at the right hand of the Father, okay? Yeah. So, take this light, all right, and just, this is a pretty powerful light, all right? Light is glory, right? So just put this. So assume this is God's glory. All right. What we do not today, one day we will be able to look at that light straight on. But we cannot look at that light straight on right now. It will blind us. Yeah, well, it's because we're not in a time where Jesus is just here. We're not here yet. There's still time. So what do we do right now? We are to look at this glory as if indirectly through a mirror. mirror. Yeah. Do you guys get that? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The question is going, how do you do that? You don't want to think about that for a moment, okay? So I cannot look at this directly. All right? So you have to look through a mirror. So I'm going to give you guys an illustration of that. All right? So put that there. Try to give you an idea about what what's happening here. So I'm going to take this. all works. All right. So what's this? It's a mirror. A mirror, right? So off my truck. I'm going to turn mm-hmm. this on. Uh-huh. All right. Reflected light. So we cannot look at that light directly. So who are we in my illustration right now? Mm-hmm. Who are we? 
We see the light indirectly through a mirror. Yeah, everyone yeah. following me? Yeah. So, this is us. This is you, all right? And the light of the glory of God, as it shines in you, which we're going to talk about how that happens in a second, when that happens, you cannot see it directly, but you see it as through a mirror. And when you see it through a mirror, what does it do? It shines on you. All right? So picture this is you right now. All right? The light of God shining on you. Now my question is, how does that happen today? <laughs> we become the mirror. Reflection. Living our lives. So this is you. Okay, having God's light shine on you. The glory of God shine on you. How, as Christians, does the light of the glory of God shine on us? Through a relationship with Him? I think okay. it's, it says it. Okay. It says it in verse. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just the verse it says it where? The yeah. 16. After it. 16. Don't read the instructions. That's <laughs> the verse after it. 16. Okay. 16, what? Word, and so what does that say? Nevertheless, when we turn to the Lord. Oh, no. Sorry. And what are you th what are you thinking? I'm thinking it is um, the next the first verse of the next chapter. Okay, so I want you guys to listen, okay? Because actually Paul answers for us. How do we do this? All right. So look at chapter four. All right. It says, therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, and this is actually just so you guys know too, very quickly. Chapter four should not be there. This is a this this continues through four six. This chapter should people put a break here and we think, oh, it's a whole new subject. Well, it's not. Paul's now going to explain to us how we experience this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we are renounced. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by, 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 by the open statement of truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Now listen to what Paul says here. And even if our gospel is veiled, which our gospel is veiled to those who are what? perishing. Who don't believe. Yeah, exactly. It is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world, who is Satan, Satan you want to know what Satan does? This is what he does. The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. And what has he blinded them to do? So in other words, unbelievers, this you, the unbelievers can't see this at all. They're completely veiled. They're not able to see this. But what are they not able to see? The light of the, the, gospel. Of the, of the gospel. So I want you to hear what Paul says here. To keep them from seeing the light. There's a lot of words here. <laughs> the light. You guys see the light? Mm -hmm. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, which is the image of God. I'm going to just read one more side. Then It says, from what, for what we proclaim is not ourselves. That's what you guys are talking about. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. And then Paul continues the thought and summarizes it by saying, 
For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So we know ultimately we are to be transformed into Jesus Christ. We see his face, but we don't see it directly. That light is shown as if through a mirror. What is that mirror? So we see the glory of God today. It's said in the first one I just read. I'm going to read it again. Seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. What is the mirror? Gospel. The gospel. The word. The word of God. The word of God. This. You see what that mirror is sitting on? The word of God. (laughs) That is the function of why we are in this today. People say it's a living word or what is it? This is why unbelievers, I go, you guys believe this stuff? (laughs) Right? It just, it it doesn't mean anything to them. But when we come to Christ, our veils removed, we read this. And we read this knowing this is the, you guys just said it. It is the word word of God. Living word. But if you're going to carry the metaphor a little farther. Uh Uh-huh. Because we... Are doing that, we become a mirror to the world. Well, <laughs> very good, Eric. Very, very good. So, but here's the thing. So we experienced, we are, and that's what you guys are doing today. When I opened up, I said, let's read John. Why don't we read John? Why don't we read Jesus Calling or some other thing like that? Okay, and I would try to use nice words. <laughs> Why don't we read some other thing? We don't because none of that is the glory of God. All right. So when you guys open up and I say, read the gospel of John, read chapter one, verses one through 18. What I'm watching happen is you are reading that and watching that light come right on top of you here. All right. And what makes, what does that light have to do? Because some people will read the Bible and it doesn't do anything for them. Even believers, I'm going to say, because they don't know, like, how am I supposed to be reading it? All right. What am I? I mean, it's not doing anything. What is supposed to knows what Paul says here that what is it supposed to do? It is supposed to let the light. There's a last verse. Let the light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts. So this light, when we read this word, has to shine in our hearts first. It has to hit us. How does that happen? How does that happen? Who who's responsible for that? It's got to be the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy yeah. Spirit. I mean, when you read the Word, I mean, if it... that's exactly right. Yeah. So when you, if you mm-hmm. want to know the function of the Holy Spirit, primarily, a lot of people talk about all the different things the Spirit does. The primary thing the Spirit does is it takes the Word and shines it in our heart. And has us go, ah, that's God talking to me. That's me hearing God personally. That's me experiencing that light. Is it it also the Holy Spirit that's opening up the heart of a non-believer? Absolutely. Absolutely. We speak the word of God and that that spirit is working in that person's hearts. So that's why we pray for those who are unsaved. Because we're asking the Holy Spirit to open their heart. Exactly. Exactly. Because otherwise, it's not going to. That's that's right. 
it's not going to open. We want to pray for it to open. And also, what are we going to do? We have to speak Christ for it to open. They have to hear the word so the veil comes off. So that house, how someone becomes a believer. But for all of us, if you're one, why do I? Why should I be in the word? Because if you're not in the word, you're not going to be experiencing that glory of God. Who's going to speak to you? And I think all of you, I've heard all of you one time or the other, even tonight, how you're reading that word and you're hearing that word speak to you. John picked up on the, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that before, but the light. Or it convicts you, all right? Yeah. Or persuades you. If anybody ever says, are you certain that there's really a God? I don't see him. What gives you that certainty? That is what's, this is what's called, from a biblical and theological perspective, this is the role of the Spirit, is to illuminate the Word of God and illuminate Christ in our heart. So it's not just there, it's here. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to just... The Bible says, enlighten our paths. Too, exactly. Which I think the key, one thing in the Bible is it helps us to see God's will for us too. Yeah. Probably... And I think about how you guys are expressing your emotions. Um, Romans 8.16. Listen to the function of the Spirit. How the Spirit is the one that, like, the Spirit is what really hits us in our heart. It's what gives us the ability to actually, what does it do? And so Romans 8.16, I'm going to just read it. Um, you guys want to turn there, but 8.16. Yeah. Listen to what the Spirit does. This is the role of the Spirit. Um, I'll start at 15. 815? Actually, I'll start at 812. Romans 812. Okay. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will <laughs> die. Okay? But if by but but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will live. Now listen to this. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Exactly what exactly what Tom was saying in John. We are all if we're have the spirit in us leading us, it's because we are children of God, sons of God. And then it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. This is the gift we have gone. You want to talk about a gift of grace? But you have received the spirit of the adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. <coughs> the Spirit himself in us bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children of God, then heirs, and if heirs of God, and fellow heirs of Christ. It is the Spirit who tells Tom, you are a child of God. And there's nothing rational about that. There's nothing emote necessarily. Like it's it's not it's something in our heart that we just know because the spirit lives in there and it confirms in us and we say we cry out, Abba Father. Mm -hmm. He's our father. If anybody wants to know, are you certain in your faith? That certainty doesn't come from some arguments you're having with someone. That certainty comes from the word and the spirit working together in our hearts. Does that, am I, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. What you just read there confirms also that ownership 
stake that we have in that role that we also have to play in that. We are absolutely. We are led by. Yes. We are not in slavery. Yep. Blindly, not even knowing we're slaves. Right. But we choose to be led. David says, "The Lord is at my right hand. So from who should I fall?" Right. Yeah. But he's proclaiming that. Right. 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 That's that. That. Exactly. So that's why I mean, this is why we want to like seep ourselves in this word. Never give up on this word. Stay in this word. <laughs> Study the word. Come on Tuesday nights for the word. Why do we get it together on Tuesday nights? Ultimately for this. So the light of the glory of the gospel of God will shine in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And now, Eric, what did you say? Do you remember? We become the mirror. We what? No, we before, become the mirror. We become the mirror, which means what happens when people look at us? They can see the difference. They can see God working in our life. Okay. They can see the change. That's right. So, Jason, can, turn off your... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Can I give an illustration of the mirror that might... Sure. Uh, that I was thinking of when you're doing this? Uh -huh. And we've all experienced it living on the coast. Think of the sunset. And then you look... Sometimes at Palos Verdes, but if just look at Laguna and you see a window reflecting the sunlight. Yeah. The sunset is over here, and you look at a window up on uh -huh. top of the world, and it's oh, bright. Know. It's, it's pretty... bright red. Oh, it's just it. like yeah. brilliant, you know. Yeah. It's it's hot. The Tuesday. light is hot. Ah. So that is us. Yeah. Good. We're reflecting this. He's the sunset, and people are going, "Wow, look at that hot light yeah. up there." <laughs> A painting nice. the same thing as well, reflecting, reflecting. the yeah. light that you're seeing in the landscape. That's why it's important yeah. to be in the words so we don't get the story mixed up. Exactly. <laughs> and, and exactly. Yeah. I went to a reunion, Tom, a uh, high school reunion. Did you get a quacky letter from a Christian? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> saw some old buddies sitting at a table and there was a seat, so I went over and sat with them. And there was a board with everybody that passed away right next to the table. And one of the guys said, wasn't Chris your really good buddy? I said, yeah, he was my best buddy in high school. He said, what's your best memory of Chris? So I told him, I said, I saved Chris's life. He said, really? I said, how did you do that? So I went through the story and he looked at me and smiled. He said, that wasn't Chris, you say. That was me. Uh, oh, really? No way. <laughs> You'd get him next time. And I, I had believed that's wow. 50 years. <laughs> that was oh. like 50 years uh, ago. And I was wow. so sure of that, that it was Chris that I'd saved. And it was someone else. And Russ oh said, gosh. no, that's that me, wow. you say. Not wow. Chris. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I want you guys. Yeah, I want. So I want you to go back. You say about saying the word. I want you to go back to what Eric said. Eric said, "What? What did you? What did you say again?" We become the mirror. Okay. Turn off the light. Turn off your light. Here we go. Here we go. Turn off your light. Okay, so you guys are in the Word, right? What happens when you're in the Word? 
you start mm. reflecting back. When what do you reflect back? Awesome. So this is why we're in the word. <laughs> Is because then we start seeing that spirit work inside of us. We start seeing that spirit change us. And we start speaking Christ. We start, the world looks at us and this is what they see. Because the world can't see the gospel, right? They can't see that. So what happens? They look and they see us. And when they see us, they are actually seeing who? Jesus. Jesus. Love it. But what's going to happen if I don't, if I right now, that's who I am. What's going to happen if I don't stay in the Word? Eventually it'll come down. That's exactly out. right. <laughs> exactly right. So that's why we also stay in the Word again. Because what? It keeps that shining, that glowing in us. And we act, we stay in there, and when people look at us more and more, they see Christ in our lives shining. Hmm. That's my. If you guys want to know my prayer for us this year, <laughs> that we all look more like that to the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, to our wives, to our friends. You guys are doing that. You know. And I would also say. If there's anything going on inside you guys where you go, oh my gosh, I just pray that God will change this, that God will take this away, whatever it is, over and over again I've seen, you can try to focus on the problem sometimes, and sometimes you do that, but sometimes if you just bask in the light of the glory of God, He will change that in you. And you, you just focus on him and he will come in and just like he did Paul, Paul like just right to the epitome, completely changed him by seeing the very face of Jesus. And when we stay in the word, when we listen to the spirit and press on us because we're in that word, God does wondrous things and amazing things in our lives and changes things we don't think could ever have been changed our childhood. Whatever has happened, I've seen it inside of me over and over again where God has just gone, taken something and gone. I go, why? What happened to that? Because God just takes that and he heals it and he takes it away. That's my hope is that for whatever we have going on inside of us, whatever we struggle with, keep seeking God and his word and listen to the spirit as you read that word and God will change you. You know? <clears throat> All right, well, Father, I just thank you for this evening. I thank you for these guys. I thank you, Lord, for your gospel, your word, and your spirit that are inseparable. Your word and your spirit that we get to experience the glory of the face of Christ. And Father, I just pray for all of us tonight, Lord. Thank you just for the sharing, and I just pray you will continue to work and shine the heart of your gospel in our hearts. That you will change us to become glory to glory. More and more glorious. That you would transform us to look more and more like the image of your son. We love you.
Amen. 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 We love you. Mm. You can tell why that. Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Does that help with understanding why we stay in the Word? <laughs> I really like Tom's metaphor with the sun. Being, yeah. The sun is exactly life right. for us. It's life. And what he said was perfect timing because what he said there is yeah. exactly the world looks at us. And when we're in the Word, what happens? We yeah. People look at us and we're that reflection of that sunlight. I've I love that so many it. times in Laguna, look back and look, and go, oh my, look at the yeah. sun sitting there. You know, you can see it in a whole bunch of mirrors. Yeah. Since it. We were talking a minute ago about how it's the Holy Spirit who yeah. opens hearts, not even when we cast out seed. Let me just pray really briefly. Yeah, do. Lord, um, with my brothers here, we pray for my high school class. Mm -hmm. Will you open the heart of one guy, two guys? Lord, show, show us your power, show us your love. Give us something to praise you for soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.